This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Aloha mai kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went? Start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're talking story with the creator of a local kind game with local kind pigeon and local kind stuff. Made especially for you and all your brothers and sisters out there, your aunties and uncles, and of course our kupuna and our keiki, if they're 13 and over. We welcome Ulus to Ulus creator Jolie Takazono to PBS Hawaii. Hi, hi. Jolie, welcome to the program. Welcome to PBS Hawaii. Uh, before we get started, what school you went? I went to Castle. Castle? Yeah, Castle High School. Oh, Kane Ohe. Yes, public so you, education all the Roger way. Roger that. Hey, <laughs> God's country. No, definitely. People who live in Kane Ohe say there's nothing quite like it. Yeah, no. I feel like, you know, Hawaii in general is just beautiful, but there's something really special about the windward side of Absolutely. Oahu. Yeah. 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 Plenty rain, though. Yeah, but, but, but I don't but, mind. I don't mind it. Yeah. That's what Kaneohe folks say. Yeah. So if you're not from Kaneohe, you say, ah, oh, too much rain. <laughs> but if you're from Kaneohe, you, you say, no, this is this is God's country. And well, I feel like too, it rains every day right. about, but it's like only in small spurts. So if it starts raining, you're like, okay, in like five minutes, it'll probably pow. So you don't worry about it, and then it just keeps everything green. You right. know, it keeps everything green, keeps everything lush. For the most part, trade winds keeps everything cool. So it's not that kind of hot, sticky, muggy humidity all right. the time. Usually it is like a little bit more of a refreshing wind plus rain, you know? Yeah. Spoken like a true Kaneohen. Yeah, you know, got to represent the 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> like 6-7-4-4. Four, four. <laughs> not to be confused with 3-4, which is right down yes, the exactly. road in, in Kailua. <laughs> uh, you know, take us back to 2012. Uh, and that explains why you folks were at Starbucks in, in Kaneohe. Uh, you and your friends came up with this crazy idea it's not apples to apples, but ulus to ulus. Tell me about that day. So we, um, I had had a friend um, like really recommend apples to apples to me. And they're like, you should play it, it's really fun. And so I finally got around to playing it. And then when I played it, I was like, this is actually not that fun. Like, <laughs> a lot of the things were just irrelevant. Not that the game itself was bad, you know, or is bad. It's just like irrelevant to like what I grew up with and the things that you know are within my sphere of the world right. so I was like well it's kind of irrelevant but you know what would make the game more fun is if we did like a pigeon version so uh, I was like let's just try and see what we can come up with so we bought a bunch of blank index cards at longs cut them in half so we'd have double so you know it comes in a hundred so I'm like oh well let's just double it cut it in half and then we'll have 200 um, and then we started to write these cards so taking the basic idea of apples to apples where you have one stack of cards that's all adjectives or descriptive words and then you have a second stack of cards and those are all nouns we just took the, that base idea and did it local style so for our adjective cards, we did like manini or like pilau or just like local terminology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just local terminology right. or things that local people are used to, you know, saying and it's what's in our vernacular. And then with the nouns, there's endless things, right? Sure. People, place, or things. So it's just endless things. Anything you can think of that's like either Hawaii related or just, you know, within our sphere, you know. So we were writing like... I think in the beginning, like Castle High School was one of the cards, and we just started writing each other's names as the cards and stuff. But 
um, as we started to compile more and more cards and played the game with friends and then friends of friends, like we realized, okay, let's hone out some of these cards and then make it a little bit more like just overall general like Hawaii, like people, local stuff. Yeah. That is, that, that is a, I mean, so simple, yeah? <laughs> so simple, but I bet you, depending on who you have in the room, because everybody has different, I mean, de- even where you're from, yes. we're in Oahu, no, definitely. Kalehoe, Kailua, Kapa'a, I mean, everybody yeah. has their own local thing, right? So yes. how you say it may be different how the folks in Kalaheo on Kauai say it yes. or what have you. So, you know, you're, it's not about just jokes, though. This is culture. And, and I think that's what draws people in, kind of like this program. Mm. I mean, it's not about what school you went. Yeah. It's about how we connect. It's how we... Yes. That's how we roll. First thing, a lot of questions we ask, oh, what school you at? Yeah. You know, and that's how we make that connection. Maybe that's, is that part of the way you think this thing has evolved into? Yeah, I definitely think so. When we made the game, it was, it was kind of like a joke. It was kind of like a, hey, let's see if we can put together some kind of like make up our own game. Ha ha, look at this like handwritten deck that we have. You know, but then as we played it with other people, we started to see those connections and we started to see like how people would connect or like, it's funny what some cards would evoke. Like you'll you know, you play a card and then it evokes a story. Like my friend, we played a game and then he had the Redondos card and he <laughs> could not stop laughing. And we we're like, what's so funny about that? And he was like, oh my grandma used to force feed me Redondos as a kid. And then <laughs> so it was just like you know building yeah. this like starting those stories and um, just building those connections with friends and. Um, it's just it was just kind of crazy and like you said like how every part of the island every island has its own pigeon but every part of the individual islands will have their own little like slang or like things that they say more often than others mm-hmm. um, and we eventually want to incorporate that with the game um, but I'm from Oahu and my friends are all we're all from the windward side so that's kind of what the game was based off of at first but eventually we want to like branch off you know and be able to include like like Kauai pigeon, like jag. Right. They all say jag or like <laughs> cab. It's like stuff that I'm like, okay, I never heard that going <laughs> up, but I know that they use it, and I want to, you know, yeah. eventually incorporate it in there, just to create that sense of connection. Because Hawaii is such a special place, you know. And growing up here, we have a lot of us have these, you know, similar like experiences with yeah. these things, and I think that's what is the draw to the game. You know, and like I said, we created the game as a joke, not intentionally trying to build these connections or create a game that a lot of people would like. I wasn't trying to start a business, honestly, but it's just like we created this thing and then it started to evolve on its own, which has been really cool. Yeah. Um, But it's also been cool to watch other people play the game, like people who are not from here. I was just going to ask you, because you can still have fun playing the game. Definitely. And and whether you are from the U.S. mainland or from another country, uh, it's an opportunity to really learn about our culture, but at the same time, we can learn what others are receiving it. So you don't have to be from the islands to enjoy. No, definitely not. I feel like as long as you have some kind of connection to Hawaii's local culture, yeah. Like, if you come here once on vacation and you don't really get to interact with anybody speaking in Pigeon or, you know, you kind of just stay on the strip in Waikiki, yeah, maybe you won't really relate to the game. But if you have some kind of either, like, cultural connection to local people or you've lived here for a year, you know, then you're going to be able to pick up on those things in the game. Like, we had played with... Um, I played with a friend who's from California, and she'd lived here for, like, seven years or so 
But as we were playing the game, she was like, she pulled me over to the side and she's like, who is this? And it was, she pulled the Jake Shimabukuro card. <laughs> she's like, who is this? And I was like, oh, he's like a really like famous, locally famous ukulele player. He's like really good. And then like, I want to say like a year later, so we went to Kokua Fest. And Jake walks up on stage and starts setting things up. And she turns to me and goes, is this the guy from the Ulus to Ulus card? And I was like, yes! yes! But it was so cool because it was like a learning moment for yeah. her where she had connected like what was on the cards with something that was happening in, right in, front in real life. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So That's a funny story. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. my uh, Going back to, as soon as you said Redondo's though, <laughs> my mind went to, I don't know, you might be too young, but there was a question, there was a commercial that was, yes, sir, Rendondos. You don't know. No, I don't no, remember yeah. that. <laughs> hey, don't laugh, Jesse. Uh, yeah, that was actually was a really popular commercial. Mm. Rendondos hot dogs. Yeah. Rendondos hot dogs, really. Okay. <laughs> okay. For the older crowd out there, they're laughing with me. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's those words that prompt memories or take you back to a childhood memory or such. When you were talking about your a mainland friend who f pulled the Jake Shimabukuro card, uh, I had a roommate at UH when I was playing. He was a six foot eleven. Uh, wow, Holly boy from from Connecticut, yeah. <laughs> Stamford, Connecticut. But he had been, you know, really rooted in the islands and the culture, mm -hmm. loved it, embraced it. Mm -hmm. I turned him on to uh, Sandy Beach, and he became a, kind of a kind of a body surfer. Yeah. <laughs> but one day, I mean, here's can you imagine a, a six foot ten blonde guy, dirty blonde, yelling out to a local guy, "Hey, you kook!" Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm -mm, no, you can't say that. But, you know, he just, that was just part of our, our language because he had heard me say it. Yeah. Uh, and he had kind of adopted that. And there's so many of those, I bet, stories when you start talking about, you know, frustrating and all this yeah. kind of stuff that, that I, I look <laughs> yeah. at some of the words that you use. I'd like to say one of them is, is when you pass gas. There's another word that we say. Yeah, fut. Yeah, fut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a poor cash. You know, we, we all have memories of Chinatown yes. and stuff. Yeah. Um, funny. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, so how, how many cards, because it's endless. So your first run at this, how many cards did you settle on? Because it goes yellow and blue, correct? So the total basic deck has 460 cards. 460. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the yellow cards, which are the base for each round, there's 110 of those, and then there's 350 of the blue cards. And they are adjectives or? So the yellow cards are all going to be the adjectives, so adjectives. the descriptive words. So that's what you base the round off of, right? So manini or hauna. So every round, there's only one of those get, that gets played. So we don't, we don't need as many of those cards, but the blue cards are your hand, right? So, I mean, the game is flexible. I have in the rules that you draw seven cards for your hand. Um, but if you're playing with a lot of people, have it be less so you, the game can last longer. If you're playing with less people, you can have more cards in your hand. The game is so flexible, it really, kind of, the rules are kind of like, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but because the blue cards are all nouns, there's like, it really is endless, you know? And as Pigeon evolves and as just time goes on, there's more and more things that are specifically local, you know? And there's more and more things that are just very Hawaii niche that we can continue to like to add to the game. And I plan on doing that, so eventually more expansion packs and other, you know. We did a, um, a limited run of them because I figured it probably wouldn't be relevant for super long, but I did a, a COVID expansion pack. And so there were uh, 15 cards in there of just like COVID-related things. So just like how, like, 
how they used to write instead of graduation couldn't do graduation right, right? so people were writing on their car windows like right. congrats this grad from like class of 2020 and then they had the Venmo name at the bottom like please Venmo <laughs> me money <laughs> I graduated right. you know so stuff like that that's like really niche about Hawaii mm -hmm. you know that I mean stuff is just gonna just keep evolving and keep you know there's always gonna be new things that's yeah. cool. Um, apples to apples was is the 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 okay. version. Yes, the 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 mainland. The, yeah. I think it's Mattel or Hasbro. One oh. of those big companies copyright has that game <laughs> so, as yeah. copyright. Yes. But you chose Ulus to Ulus. Yes. Could have chose anything. Yes. Coconuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you chose Ulus. Why is that? I don't know. So I think when we were sitting at. Because it's very close to another word. Yes, I know. Okay. okay. <laughs> With another vowel that begins. Yes. It. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, we were just sitting at Starbucks, and I think when we first, the game was conceived, like, we were like, oh, what should we name it? And I think it just kind of rolled off the tongue. Like, I was like, Ulu is a local fruit. You know what I mean? It's a local thing. And, yeah, it's all around Polynesian stuff, but it's something that it's we the Hawaiian word for breadfruit is ulu. Right. And it just rings well. Yeah. Ulus to ulus. So it just kind of rang through and we just, I don't know, we ran with it. And it's endless uh, opportunities yeah. for, for, for retail, for, for apparel, for yeah. all and the things that like you... Like I said before, yeah. we weren't even planning on doing any of that. Like yeah. we weren't planning on trying to market the game. You know, we just made it for fun. And then as we realized that people enjoyed it, I was like, well, now it's like there was a hand-drawn deck and that was it and it's so it's like if one person had it somebody else couldn't have it you know and so it was getting passed around they'd be like hey someone would call me and be like where's the ooze deck and i'm like oh <laughs> this person has it and so they'd be like call that you have to call them get it from them you know but instead of doing it that way i was like well actually at first before i tried to do anything i released the cards on pdf format for everyone to print for free i was like care just have my game that we made, you know? Um, but it was so expensive to print stuff, and then you'd have to cut every card mm -hmm. out. That I think a lot of people were just like, hey, I really want your game, but can you print it and cut it up for me? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you do that. I, I just life. created the cards. <laughs> yeah. I created the cards. I created the PDF for you yeah. to print out. Like, don't, I don't want to cut it up for you. Um, but then I figured, I was like, okay, well, let me actually try and research what it would take for me to make this game available to anybody that wants it. So I did a whole bunch of research and then um, realized that it would take a lot of money. So I actually ran a Kickstarter in 2019 um, and then raised the capital to get the game manufactured and sent out, that very first batch. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And again, not, you never did this exploring to make, make it a business, yeah, no, but no. it has evolved into you know, yeah. something that a lot of folks know about, play, and, and enjoy. Yeah. And uh, along the way, you know, it's created some revenue opportunities, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's been kind of wild because I never wanted to own a business. Like, I, that's not even, like, how my brain works either, you know? I'm not even the, the type of person that's like, okay, like, let's, you know, account for all of this and whatever, whatever. I'm like, oh, well, I just want to create, I've created, we've created, me and my friends have created something that people enjoy and love. And I want to just keep on, you know, like, Keep on, what's the word? Like, I don't know, feeding into that. Evolving yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Or like fertilizing that and making sure that it still grows because local culture is a culture, like yeah. you said. And I think, you know, growing up, I think it wasn't so apparent to me. Like, it was there. It was always there. 
and I didn't grow up speaking pidgin. It was just always at school, you know, where you would hear it and you'd like talk to the other kids and they're speaking in pidgin and stuff. And it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, no, it's there. Um, but I think it's something that, you know, it's like what you said, it's like a connecting point for mm -hmm. anybody who has some kind of connection to local culture and these islands. You it's, know? And yeah, when I look at those, some of the words though, it's not just uh, pigeon, it's local stuff like yeah. Chinatown or poor yeah. cash. And yeah. Those are, you know, those are standard English words, but yeah. they mean stuff to yes. us, right? So the culture side of it. You know, one of the cool things I read about <clears throat> was that uh, you found a way to give back too with, with this game and give back to the community and, and um, with, you know, hygiene and feminine hygiene products. Tell me about that. What, what prompted that? What is that, first of all, for those who are not aware? And what prompted that? Um, so I sell these shirts, and I'm wearing one right now, but listeners aren't going to be able to see it, obviously. But I put ulus on my chest. Gotcha. On the shirts. Okay. And I'm going to leave that as the descriptor. Um, but we're doing a one-for-one one with the shirts. So with every purchase of a shirt, we'll give back to the homeless community um, just menstrual cups. So they're reusable products for women to use um, when they have their ma'i. Um, and this is just, th this story kind of spurred off of, or this, we, we decided to do this because I was actually um, going about my daily business and I was surfing um, and got back to my car and where I'm when I wherever I or where I surf in the parking lot there can be kind of a lot of homeless people around and just kind of lingering and whatnot um, but there was a lady kind of like near me and I was a little bit nervous just because I didn't know what her intentions were but she was kind of lingering and then I was like kind of changing my clothes so I felt like extra vulnerable um, but as she got closer to me, she like she actually was like really polite, and she was like, "Excuse me." She's like, "Do you have, um, do you have any tampons that I could have? Do you have any fe like feminine products that I could just have?" And I was like, "Oh, that's what you're gonna ask me for? Like, you're not gonna like, you know?" I, I was just nervous, like didn't know what to expect from her. But I was like, "I actually do," and I had like an emergency case, like a Ziploc baggie of them in my car, and I just gave her, I don't know, the five that were in that bag. I was like, "Take this whole bag." I was like, I feel you, girl. Like, I get the struggle. It sucks, man. It sucks to have to deal with that. Um, and feminine products can be really expensive as mm -hmm. well. So it was just my way of being like, okay, well, I feel that there is a need there. And can I meet that need in some way, shape, or form? Good for you. Um, so I haven't reached the quota. I'm trying to sell 200 shirts before I buy a b big box of product but once I reach that quota I'll buy a big lot of them and then take them out to a homeless shelter good for yeah. you good for you yeah. um, that, that's important too that's part of who we are yes taking care of each other yes and yeah that's definitely a part of local culture yeah. um, is when you see someone who is in need and you can help them mm -hmm. that you just help them you know that there's it's easy it's not hard to help people you know especially when you see a need that you can fill yeah, yeah. you know there's a lot of organizations that <clears throat> that take care of, of our of our you know, less fortunate folks, whether it be Kiki, you know, young teenagers, or even Kupuna, or just the homeless community in general. And one of the first things they talk about the needs is feminine hygiene mm. products. Yeah. So you, you're spot on for recognizing that. And it took a, a, an event mm. where somebody had to really humble themselves and and raise their hand 
Yeah. And you answered the you answered her call. Yeah. So good I, for you. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love that part of it. You know, you, your message to, I mean, you're an entrepreneur. You surf, but hey, guess what? You're, you you are a, an entrepreneur, and it's in your DNA, whether you knew it or not. What would be your message to other local people, local Wahine young girls who have, oh, I have this crazy idea, but ah, I don't know if it's going to work. What would you tell them? I'd say, I mean, look into it. Don't make make wise decisions like don't jump into something and just be like I'm a dreamer and I'm gonna just do this you know I would say really like research do your research figure out like what you need and you know what what's possible like figure out like what is a realistic goal that you can set for yourself um, and then try you know like Ulusulus wouldn't be a thing if I didn't take if I didn't try to to do the Kickstarter. I knew that I wouldn't be able to financially back this game, the making of the game on my own. Um, and I didn't want to get an investor because I didn't want it to turn into something where someone was like, well, I, you, I own 6% of this business and you, do me, you need to be making me more money. I'm like, that's not even what it's about. It's, it's about- like Shark Tank. Yeah. But no, we don't need that. But I, I wanted it to be, or I, our, my main focus was the game, yeah. was this passion project my friends and I created and then just getting it to the people that would enjoy it, the people that would be able to play the cards and laugh and enjoy it with their family and friends. To me, that is the purpose of my business, is that. It's mm-hmm. not for me to make a whole bunch of money. It's not for me to like retire early or whatever. It really is to just get this product out there or get my game out there so people can you know, enjoy it and just enjoy time with their family and enjoy connecting to one another. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you have an idea and as long as you're being realistic and you're being smart about it and researching, it's always worth trying. It's always worth, you know, like striving for. And I think if as long as you, I mean, Hawaii people are good with community, right? So you have your friends, you have your family, you know, get other people behind it, get other people to support you. And a big part of the game, too, is like I wouldn't have been able to do anything with it had I not had the friends and family that were around me supporting me at the time and helping to like push the game and um, like when we were running the Kickstarter campaign it was kind of a blur to me like now that I think back in retrospect because there was just so much going on but there was a lot of help from other people as well so um, just having friends just posting about Mm -hmm. it just that sense of like organic marketing if for lack of a better term, but just friends pushing it and being like, hey, I want my deck and I won't get it unless the Kickstarter is funded. So get a deck, <laughs> pledge to the game. So it was just like having that extra help behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I feel like you're, it's always worth trying, mm-hmm. you know? It's always worth trying to, you know, if you have a good idea, why not? Websites yeah. up and running. You can order the decks there. There are stores as well, yes. right? I mean, you, yeah. you're... You're in uh, some of the local stores as well, yes, Kailua, yeah. all over, really all across the state. Um, yeah, I believe we have stores. Uh, I mean, we have decks in um, wow, on the amazing. Big Island, um, yeah. obviously on Oahu, and then Kauai. So I'm making my way to you know some of the other islands as well. But um, yeah, just kind of being just picky about making sure that it's a local business mm-hmm. that carries the game. 
Like someone asked me, like, oh, will you ever sell to Target? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would I sell to Target? I feel like because Ulus to Ulus is a local business, I want to do my best to support local businesses. You. you know? And even if it was like, I mean, my market isn't even like huge. It's not going to be a global market. It's a niche product. You know, it really is just for like local people with a Kauai connection. Um, but I definitely want to, with my local business, support yeah. other local businesses. And I think that's just... Good for you. Yeah. You realize, though, the tremendous reach what Squeewin has, right? Yeah. I mean, there are millions <laughs> of transplants worldwide listening yeah. to you right now. So they may go straight to your website. Cong uh, congratulations for taking that risk and leap of faith and, and listening to your, that voice inside you say, hey, try. Um, and, you know, making people feel good. That's, mm. gosh, that's what we need more of. Mm. That, that positive family opportunity, friends, laugh, laughter. Mm -hmm. I always say laughter is food for us. So I love to hear laughter around yeah. this, this building. And, in fact, if there's no laughter, I think something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll say something foolish or silly, and usually people laugh because I'm the boss. But hopefully, you know, it's because it's funny and laugh yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So ulus to ulus. Yes. Chihu. Is there a Chihu card in there? Yeah, of course. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> For real. I couldn't make the right? basic deck without a Chihu. Oh, uh, how are you? Yeah. Okay, good. Hey. Wow, you could do a whole Bulaia deck if you wanted oh, to. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, folks, enjoy. Uh, go go to the website. I'm sorry, real quick, the website? Ulus2ulus.com. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the other vowel, it's the U. Yes. Okay, good. Mahalo nui for joining us, folks. Join us next week. Another episode of What School You Went. Until then, ahui ho. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.